Hello everyone and welcome to episode 24 of In Case You Missed It and this week we have got a big, big episode. It's the San Diego Comic Con last week, or this weekend. Uh, so we've got lots of news and trailers and lots of things to discuss. And here with me as always is Tommy. Hello. I actually thought we'd have more trailers than we do, but yeah, there you go. We've got quite, there's quite a lot of TV stuff this week uh, at Comic Con this year, so I think that might be why. Yeah, we don't care um, about We've got another guest on, Tommy. We've heard, last week was the first time we had a guest on. I don't know. In case you missed we it. Stop and now, now, now we had we had John last week, a member of the Insider Network family. And this week we've got Lewis on. Hi there. Welcome. How are you doing, Lewis? Uh, glad to be here. You nervous? Glad to be part of it. Very nervous. Yeah, you have joined us for the big episode. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Don't put so, a pressure on too much. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're gonna go through the order as the week went, weekend went on, um, and it just so happens that that kind of goes from the trailers to the big panel at the end, the Marvel one. So we'll get to that towards the end. Um, let's start with the first one that we got, which was It Chapter Two, um, and this one, this film has quickly become one of my, it would have been one of my most anticipated films. I don't think it was on my top ten, but maybe I just Not forgot about it. Made. But I am really hyped for this film now after this second trailer. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think what's interesting about it is they're still sort of marketing it as a horror film, and the first one just definitely wasn't a horror film. Yeah, that's what worries it me. Definitely. It wasn't the horror film that made it a great film. It's the common it was, age film, yeah. which this film isn't going to be. Gonna so obviously, all grown up. Stuff, so right. it's going to be a straight horror mm. film. Because if it is, I don't know that I'm as interested. That's in a it really as it should good. Be. That's a really good. That's point. a really good point. But yeah. I think the one thing this does have that the other one didn't is uh, a stellar cast. Like you've already got yeah. like your Jessica Chastain and your like. James McAvoy is like locked and loaded and ready to go in this one so is that going to be enough to carry it for you? Um, like I said it depends if it's just a straight horror film because as much as I love horror films as I said the first did what made it great obviously the horror was great in it and it was genuinely scary but it was such a great coming of age film it felt like proper homage to old 80s coming of age films Yeah, that's what made it so great for me and I don't know that this can follow in that footstep that's a really interesting point mm. yeah I, re- I don't know that is a really great point because I, whenever I describe the first it to someone, I think picture is it's Stand by Me, but with a scary clown. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's literally what I said to you earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You stole that from me. Sure, I definitely made that. Um, definitely. But I don't know. I only let myself get excited for one film at a time, so I'm only really excited for Hobson Shaw at the moment. <laughs> but when once that's passed, there'll be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then after that, it'll be It Chapter Two, I think. Um, but let's do a normal yes, no, or maybe, as we always do on the show. Think, um, so this yeah. show is a big yes for me. Yeah, I think I think on the merits of the trailer and like leaving my expectations sort of and all that at the door. I think the, based on this trailer, it's a yes. It's a yes trailer for me. It's got me excited for the film. Yeah, Lewis. Uh, it's definitely a yes for me as well. Especially after, like I said, it maybe can't follow the footsteps of the first film, but even if it ca- captures a tiny bit of that first yeah. film, then I know I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I think the other interesting thing is that they've released it as a final trailer. I mean, they'll obviously have the TV spots and maybe a couple of international trailers, but this is like their last big one. Yeah, and they haven't really push. shown much, because the last trailer was pretty much yeah. just a scene. And then this is kind of a few different, like, sizzles. Um, yeah. It's a, I still feel like they've hardly revealed anything. I, f- I feel like there's going to be some big set pieces in this that we just don't... that we, we haven't seen yet, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, so Sony... Take, take a lesson from 
One of Don't even get me started on so many trailers. <laughs> um, so the next uh, trailer we got was for Jen and Silent Bob, the reboot. And I'm going to let you take this one, Tommy. I feel like you're probably... Yeah, so I love I love Kevin Smith. Um, I love Clerks. I love More Rats. Uh, I love uh, Chasing Amy. I love Clerks 2. Um, Have you just listed all of Kevin Smith's films? No, I didn't, because Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back is atrocious. It's an absolute hot mess. But they make reference to that in the trailer. But they do make reference to that in the trailer for this. Which, very Deadpool. Which, yeah, it is. It's very very self-referential, and uh, obviously they're going to be... Um, Kevin Smith's going to... I mean, he's he'll always be the first to tell you that he's t- a terrible director, and he's no idea how he's still... People still give him money to make films. He's just why I love Kevin Smith. Are, yeah, Kevin Smith I is a great, great guy. Kevin Smith as a director in mm. the last ten years. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see what he does with it. I think maybe if he leans into that self-referential stuff, and you know, maybe they can get the magic to work a little bit. Um, I'm not convinced though. It kind of looks like it's making the same mistakes they made with Jane Sun Bob Strikes Back. I mean, I think it's a thing that a lot of pothead movies suffer from is that unless you're that way inclined they're just not funny not for at you. all no yeah. they're not for you so I mean there's obviously a great cast he's obviously got some of the recurring cameos in there obviously yeah. with Ben Affleck Matt Damon and then there's some new ones with like Chris Hemsworth yeah. um, so uh, you know I'll, I'll watch it I'm a big enough fan that I'll watch it um, but I'll sort of show my hands already that this trailer's probably just a maybe for me just in that it's probably a lot of no in there but there's kind of enough like oh maybe he's laughing at himself a bit and can laugh at himself enough that it's yeah. going to be a yes I'm just going to sort of stick it in the maybe column yeah Lewis where are you, where are you at uh, I'm definitely at a maybe as well I think I, like I said I really like Kevin Smith and he has a long time in the past made some really great films so hopefully he can bring some of that back again and yeah I'm a definite maybe for it do you like Zach and Miri make a porno I don't mind Zach and Miri yeah, make is that good. Kevin Smith yes yeah, Kevin Smith really yeah yeah I, I like yeah so he has made a film that I liked do you know um, that's the first time Seth Rogen ever smoked weed no it's the first time Kevin Smith ever <laughs> smoked weed yeah I know Seth well, now, Rogen got him on it now look at him now look at him yeah you're right <laughs> um, so I've only watched the first Clerks so I've, I've got the least amount of knowledge of all of Kevin Smith's um, I guess I've watched like an episode of Supergirl that he did or something um, but that, that doesn't really count. It's not. Really um, it's not at all. No. Um, but having seen this trailer, it kind of does make me want to watch the other ones more, and I'm sure I will get to. I've been you told. Definitely have a, a, a view universe. Would be right binge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sure I'll get to them. I know Jason Mewes also had a film that he was directing as well, which That's weirdly right. looked along the same sort of lines as this. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what my question is having only watched Clerks mm-hmm. how hasn't uh, Silent Bob got old yet because it's not just boring seeing him not talk for the whole film and then he obviously has like his one line every film but... yeah I mean watch More Rats I think More Rats is probably your best bit of Silent Bob I mean they work very well as these side characters in the film so it doesn't really get old it's just kind of like the thing Whereas it's obviously silent for the whole uh, film, yeah. and then at the end so you have one like thing. deeply like meaningful line, um, and it yeah it, it works as the side characters. I think that was the, one of the big problems with Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back is that yeah. they were the front and center, and Jason Mewes, while a very funny guy, isn't an actor by trade, so he struggles to carry a film. And then yeah, Kim Smith also not an actor by trade, um, but has mo- no lines for the most part. Um, 
I think I think I think I'm, I'm a clerks guy for sure. I think James, you'll prefer more rats, and yeah. I think okay, Jay that. and Silent Bob are best used, probably in uh, more rats. They're like they're more okay. they're in it more than they are in clerks. Um, obviously less than Jay and Silent Bob, and I think it's the right balance for them too. Cool. You should definitely have uh, a binge of the the viewers universe though. Yeah, I I definitely will before this one comes out. Um, but the fact that I'm picking up from maybe the the, those two characters are a little bit too much to carry their own film having not even seen a film that they're already leading in in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back that kind of is a big worry for me um, so yeah even though I haven't seen the rest of the Viewerskew universe I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a maybe it's just fair enough um, uh, another trailer that I feel like is right up your alley was the trailer for Top Gun Maverick it's a yes from me already. I had a feeling it would be. <laughs> it just looks so good. I love the, I love the idea that like Mitchell is still uh, a captain. I love the, yeah, the fact that after all cool. these years, like he's he's had all these like amazing accolades and done these amazing things as a pilot. Yet he's had like citations and things like that. And you know we don't we're not quite sure what the actual thing that's holding him back is. You know, like we get that great line in the trailer where it's like you know you could have been a two-star admiral by now but why are you yeah. here and he's just like you know that same sort of cocky like he's a bit more reserved but you still get that like well that's the question isn't it and then like you see him doing like just cool stuff and you see like suns the sun rising and setting with like a plane fly, flying really fast and there's like there's not quite volleyball but there's like some sort of beach sport being played and i'm just so ready for this film christopher McQuarrie and tom cruise volleyball. can do no wrong Yes. Lewis. Lewis, what did you think of it? Um, I mean, it's definitely a yes for me as well, and I'm excited to see the film. But it's the cheesy '80s action that I love yeah. about the original Top Gun. I don't know if I want to see a modern era Top Gun, or if I just want that original, just the cheesiness of it, just in my head, and that be it. Obviously, it's it's going to be a great action film. Is like no doubt about yeah. it. But I don't know if I'm going to appreciate it as a Top Gun film as much as an action, just a plain action film. It's weird because like in this trailer, I found it really difficult to separate uh, Tom Cruise. I, I still see him as his character from Mission Impossible more than Ethan Hunt. Yeah, Ethan Hunt more than I do uh, the guy in Top Gun, Maverick. So I, I don't know. I found that really. Even when I've watched like an American Made, I see it as whatever character is playing an American Made. So I don't know why. I guess perhaps it's the actiony sort of genre that, even like stuff like Edge of Tomorrow, you see him as different. I don't know. I wonder because it's a similar sort of genre as Mission Impossible, as to why it. I think. I think there's something's obviously happened to him, and I think we're going to see that in the film. And I think whether when he addresses that, you'll get. Maverick, you'll you'll get that same old Maverick, but you know, I mean, there was a, there was an arc in that film in in the first Top Gun. He he doesn't leave that film the same way he comes into it. So no, well, we're then yeah, gonna get true. what we got with Last Jedi of seeing an arc in the last film, only for that to be completely reversed <laughs> in this film, and none of it, none of the past twenty <laughs> years have mattered. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, so the difference there is that. Let's, I'm, sure James, I'm sure James is very much excited <laughs> to get into this. But the difference there is, in The Last Jedi, we saw Luke had apparently progressed and gone this far. Whereas this time, like, he, you know, Maverick seems to be in some sort of arrested development. He seems to be somewhat in the same place struggling. And I think with that kind of struggle, like with Luke, we expected him to be this, you know, 
awesome Jedi who's gone further than he already came already and you know see him in that place and we started to see that they showed glimpses of that and they ruined it in like a scene whereas with like you know I Mitchell mean ruined it. I mean they did I mean with uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, with uh, Mitchell um, Maverick they they kind of haven't shown us what's happening yet so that they've just talked about that he's not he's not changed and he's not gone that far so what's happened there what, what's been the thing because it can't be Goose mm. Goose died you know 30 I mean you know get over it like you know I get it your best friend died it no it can't be um, so something's happening there and I'm I'm, 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 lo- I'm in for the mystery the, it's got it's got its hooks around me it's 100% a yes for me I'm so excited it's the, yeah it's definitely still a yes for me um, just purely from the action and there's Tom Cruise doing his own stunts and that's what we all love and um, that shot of him coming off the battleship in the plane that was a great shot and this looks like a, a musty and IMAX sort of film for me um, let's go on to the, the next trailer now this one it wasn't released at Comic Con but it just happened to come out this weekend and I think it was such a big big trailer that I felt like we had to talk about it <laughs> now um, and I got actually I, I can't work out whether it's genius marketing to be ahead of uh, li- ahead of Lion King it's genius um but then when the visuals are so awful for this trailer <laughs> and then the visuals are so great and Lion King so I, I watched this both Lewis trailer, and I yeah. watched this trailer earlier in the week so when we was just re-watching trailers just now um, we took the opportunity to watch um, the recut trailer which which is recut as a horror film mm. and by recut I mean they haven't changed any of the edits whatsoever <laughs> All they've Same done is music. change the music, and it's the <laughs> I got five on it, but the US version <laughs> just playing over it, and it <laughs> it works so perfectly. It looks terrifying. It the um, cuts are the exact same. It's just <laughs> having watched that and the it trailer back to back, I can confirm that the cat trailer is <laughs> tenfold times more yeah. creepy. <laughs> it's just so unsettling. Uh, I mean, it's a great musical. Um, I, I I don't think Les Mis was the best directed film. Um, in fact, I think that the biggest problem of that film as a whole was the directing. Uh, it's a great musical uh, as well, which you know holds up on the merits of the songs. But it's so poorly shot. I mean, everything's a everything's a close up in that film. Everything looks like a TV set. It, uh, in fact, it's 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 horrendously directed. It's you know a really bad part about Les Mis, and I really like that musical. Um, so, but uh, uh, that being said, I love the King's Speech. I think that's a masterpiece. I think mm. it deserved Best Picture. I don't think Les Mis is a bad film like, at least it's poorly directed. directed but the characters in it Russell Crowe's uh, side, side yeah. like, Anne Hathaway is fantastic <laughs> in it and this is yeah. pretty similar mm. it's got a great cast again yeah it does have a great cast mm. Judy Dench is a cat yeah. Ian McKellen is a cat um, James Corden is a fat cat James Corden is a fat cat <laughs> yeah uh, I, I'm there I'm, I'm going to see it Idris Elba as an evil cat <laughs> you know um, I'm not so sure about like Taylor Swift and Jason Derulo is that just like a cash in do you reckon he'll say his own name uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, sing it. Um, oh, that makes sense. He'll dance it. Do you know what though? I th- I feel like this trailer. I feel like it offended every single one of my senses. You know, auditory, visual. Um, <laughs> but there's something about it that I'm just so for. I'm so, I'm so like. I mean, th- th- I'm a cat person. Well, I should say I was a cat person until I saw this trailer, which made me a dog person. <laughs> But there's something about it. I'm still just like, as creepy as it is, I'm just kind of interested in it because it just looks so weird. 
You've got um, Andy Blackenbauer who did the choreography for Hamilton, mm. doing the choreography in the film. I just don't know. I'm just so interested by it, how creepy so and weird it looks that maybe, may, maybe it's one of those things that I'll end up just loving. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to go yes. Yeah. Wow. That is mad. After all of that, <laughs> I'm going yes. Is, I don't know. They did a lot of... They, the sets were all practical. Um and they're obviously CGI'd on the fur and the tail and whatever and everything else that a cat has but my problem is the, the sizing still isn't right the table looks way too big the one and then cats don't have thumbs how is she able to hold knife and fork <laughs> okay, um, yeah. see what happened if cats did have thumbs on yeah sick of it mm. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I've got that google um, it American listeners <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, there's something. There is something about it that makes me. I feel like it's more of a. It looks so atrocious. Just, just looking at it, I'm sure the like, actual story of it, and I've never seen the musical, so I don't really know much about the story of the songs. So that part of it will be fine. But I just don't know if I can look at the screen while this film is on. Um, yeah, I guess it is a yes now that I think about it. <laughs> Look, what do you think? Definite no from me. <laughs> <laughs> I love a musical, but no, I, I, I can't sit through that for two hours. I, I just can't. I don't know what it is because I, I agree with you. It looks gross. It looks wrong. It's just uncanny valley. It looks weirder than like the Polar Express does. Yeah, but there's just something about it. I'm just like, I have to see this creepy film. I have to see it. I have to I have to see it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think there's a sort of like magic to it. I think I don't know. I, I I'm just, I don't know. I really it's not don't like know. Evil, it's dark, blood magic, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely not um, like Disney ooh. charm, like you know, fairy dust magic. <laughs> Speaking of magic, That's that kind of links into the next one. Kind of. Um, again, this is another trailer made pretty much specifically for you, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, no, you're the right. Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I um. I, I love it when a trailer especially for something like this gives you like the behind the scenes peek as well as like, yeah, you, like sort of cool. story stuff as well and obviously with something like this in particular because it's uh, so much about the craft of it they've gone back to try and make it the same way they did before they're not trying to CGI puppets or you know make things look like puppets they're just using puppets and they're all hand sculpted mm. and it just looks really interesting and obviously paying heavy homage to Jim Henson which you have to do with something like this um, like the Harry Time Murders did stop it um, <laughs> so I, I, I just I can't wait to see it. It's such a great cast. I'm really interested to see it. The, the right thing to do is to do a prequel because um, there's such mm. a rich story there and the Dark Crystal kind of just throws you in it, which I also love and I love that you've just been thrown in it and you have to kind of pick up the lore as you go. Um, but I think it's going to be really exciting to explore that a little bit deeper and seeing that they're taking such good care um, of the craft of it, um, yeah, it's got me really excited. So it's a, it's a yes for me. I think they, I watched the panel for this one as well um, and like they had uh, Lisa Henson who's obviously Jim Henson's daughter um, they had the director of all the episodes and then they had uh, Taron Egerton and Mark Hamill there and a lot of the oh, panel was wow, going panel? Oh, oh look it's Luke Skywalker it's Luke Skywalker and it's like okay yeah we get it um, and that was the panel we actually got in the Comic Con Icon Award for the 2019 which is cool itself I guess um 
But yeah, it was. A, they didn't give too much away from the panel. I've only recently watched the film. I think I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago on In Case You Missed It when I eventually got around to watching it. Um, and this really does excite me. I, I want. I like that we've got a puppet sort of thing. I think there's. Uh, I don't think there's enough puppets anymore. After the Happy Time Murders, I think there's too many puppets, but I, I do agree with you. Uh, Lewis, are you a Dark Crystal fan? Um, I have never seen Dark Crystal, despite the fact Tommy's been telling me to watch it for years. So <laughs> this is a maybe for me if I can convince myself to watch the original. It's that cast has got you hooked. That right cast is right. amazing. That yeah. cast, cast is, is incredible. And um, the, their budget can't be that high to pay for that cut. There must be a few pay cuts to work on this. I, I just got to think it's people that love the original and really want to get behind this project because. Would the puppets really do look amazing as well? Yeah, yeah. As part of the panel, they said that the way they got so most of the cast were on. They didn't have to say it was the Dark Crystal. Well, they, that's how they got Taron Egerton on board. And then they were like, oh, "Do you want to work with Taron Egerton?" Oh and wow! Mark Hamill was like, "Yeah, I, I love Taron Egerton. I'll work with them." And then everybody worked with him. Oh, we've got Taron Egerton <laughs> and Mark Hamill. Would you want to be on board? They're both in Kingsman. <laughs> Yeah, but apparently they, uh, Taron spoke yeah, about it. Yeah, he's a professor at the very beginning actually... that gets kidnapped, and then he's in the he, he he's the first person to blow up in the library, like later in the film. Really? But they never share a scene together. Professor Arnold, his character yeah. name is. He's like literally yeah. the first person who's kidnapped in the cabin. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, it's been a while since I've seen the original Kingsman. It's a good movie. Second Kingsman kind of tainted the universe for me. Yeah, it's not not quite as we. As we're talking Kingsman, I was going to save this for the next one as it was in Comic-Con, but what did you guys think of the, the Kingsman trailer? Um, the beginning of the week? Well, obviously I know a little bit about this film. Um, did you? <laughs> I know a little bit more about this film, uh, which I guess we'll talk about more nearer the time. Uh, but yeah, it looked good. It looked really, really cool. Um, I think it's a fun, inventive idea to set a prequel that early. Um I, th- I think World War One films are about to have a a bit of a moment, um, especially after like Wonder mm-hmm. Woman and you know I guess Warhol sort of started the bit of thirst for it. Um, yeah, it looked, it looked really cool. It looked like um, it looked like the first Kingsman, but during World War One. So yeah, it looked a little bit tamed back on gadgets and stuff. I got a little bit of, and maybe it's just because it's a prequel that Matthew Vaughan is doing, but I got a bit of first class sort of yeah, vibe. Yeah, I see that. Um, which gets me really excited. Blue, did you check out the trailer for The King's Man? Uh, I did, and it looked good. And one of the things that made me feel maybe a little bit better about the second Kingsman is Tommy telling me, in regards to like um, the two Kingsmans, the first Kingsman is more of a Sean Connery Bond film, whereas the second is more of a Roger Moore Bond film. Where would you say yeah. this one is, Tommy, to carry on that analogy, if it's is uh, where they're aiming, ooh, this what is, they're aiming for? This is the, uh, the Daniel Craig Casino Royale. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Which is the prequel. The, the dark, gritty prequel. There you go. It still works. The analogy um, continues. <laughs> I haven't seen the film yet. <laughs> so the last trailer we got, there were like a couple of other panels. Um, there was like the Star Trek Picard one. Uh, I can't think of any others now that I've said that, but <laughs> there are definitely other panels. Um, no, mate, oh, matter. there was like Terminator Dark Fate, but no one really cares about Terminator anymore. Although apparently that's good, but sure. They we always, always look good until the first trailer comes out mm-hmm. and ruins everything. Yeah, it spoils the plot. Uh, but the last trailer we got was for The Witcher. Uh, obviously, what I didn't know, um, I looked a little bit of this panel, but not much. That it was a book series. Before yeah, the games based a game on the book. Series. Yeah, yeah. And, and, know that. and this TV um, series is not based on the games; it's based on no. the books. Yeah, the games are a, a sequel, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Set after the books, whereas this is set 
drew a new world yeah. of books. It's an adaptation of the books, isn't it? Yes, yeah. an adaptation of the books. And it's, apparently, it's um, pretty true to the source material. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's what I've been seeing. Um, and as a big lover of the Witcher games, I'm pretty excited for this. Um, Henry Cavill's such great casting. Yeah. That's, that's the, f- the first take from that, is it's such, such great casting. And I th- he's a fan of the games as well, isn't he? I yeah, think he that's why him. he was so, so invested. Um, and that, that always really helps, I think, when you have someone so passionate about it, which is mm. why Deadpool works so well, because yeah. you know, Ryan Reynolds is just so passionate about the character. What worried me about the um, trailer, though, was that it looked very Game of Thronesy, very like based on like, politics and the war humans. between humans, whereas The Witcher, I, if I want to see a Witcher TV series, I want to see Buffy the Vampire without all the teen angst. That's what I want from a, yeah. a Witcher show. No, that's a really good, um, that's a really good shout. Mm. I want monster hunting. I want monster slaying. I, I don't want another Game of Thrones. So I, I've just gone through that ordeal. I'm not ready to go back into it. <laughs> I, I think that comes down to budget. I don't know how much they're spending on this. So I think humans are cheaper than monsters, which is a, a, a shame. Uh, and I hope I hope they're just saving the monsters for the show and they didn't want to spoil it all in the trailers. Yeah. Um, I'm not hopeful though. I think you're yeah, right. I think, I think it is going to be a Game of Thrones attempt, which... You know, if you look at the Watchmen trailer, which we haven't haven't got on here, but it was a pretty cool trailer. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are just trying to do like the Game of Thrones thing. It's the same way Westworld was meant to be like the next Game of Thrones, and Watchmen is now meant to be like you know Game of Thrones but with superheroes. And yeah. you know, it's just kind of everyone's trying to do that again, and maybe they shouldn't because the kind of ended. Yeah, even the Game of Thrones couldn't do Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's George R. R. Martin. Uh... I watched the Game of Thrones panel as well, um, and that was one of the most awkward panels I've ever Dan seen. Dan and Dave pulled out, life. didn't they? Yeah, they did. But even like the guy who was hosting, I don't know who it was, but even he was just like, "We won't make jokes about it, like the last season, people not liking it. Stay calm." But then he would like make comments about it. I thought that oh, was really it was really odd and really I don't know. I felt really uncomfortable at times to watch. Um, so, but that'll be the last one. We was see it Chris Hardwick? Like, no, I don't think it was. I don't know who it was, but um, it wasn't Chris Hardwick. It wasn't anyone I recognised. Fair enough. Um, uh, the Witch Joe, was there a yes, no, maybe? It was still a yes for me. Um, I, I think Lewis is right. I think Lewis just sold me a better show that I'd rather see. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I'm intrigued enough by the story, and I'm intrigued enough by Henry Cavill, um, and I'm intrigued enough by some of the stuff that I saw in the trailer that it is a yes. It's yes for me as well. I'm obviously a lover of The Witcher. Henry Cavill just seems like amazing casting, and I, I'm I'm definitely going to watch it regardless if it's awful or not. So <laughs> it's a definite yes. Yeah, I'm in a similar sort, but I'm I'm really excited for. It. I'm interested. I'm ready for like a big TV show and this sort of. Uh, I don't know much about uh, The Witcher, but uh, sort of like mythical sort of side. I'm ready for that sort of show again. I think. Um, let's go into the the big the. the big thing from Comic-Con it was obviously the Marvel panel um, and I've got 13 things to talk about um, yep. it took, and I've watched I watched the whole panel as much as I could um, that wasn't copyrighted and there was actually sound for or Marvel having took them down oh um, just think, did you see the Man- Mandalorian trailer? the Mandalorian trailer? I think that was a no <laughs> it leaked at the weekend uh I don't. I don't watch those leaks. Yeah, me neither. I was just wondering if you <laughs> if you broke those laws because I definitely didn't. It's good though. Um, but 
So Kevin Feige came out on the stage, um, and before he like spoke about the first thing, he actually like got a load of the back stuff from who've like produced and helped make these films. He brought them out on stage and introduced them to the crowd, which was a pretty cool moment. Um, and then he told the world that Marvel uh, Agent, uh, well, I, I can't even talk, Avengers Endgame has become the highest grossing film of all time. And it has now officially, uh, I think it's at 2490, so it's only just overtaken Avatar. But what a big moment. Does that count with a re release? Well, I mean, Avatar was re released, and technically Endgame never left the cinemas. Um, but what I will say is, I mean, I'm glad everyone's getting excited about it because, you know, it's, it's cool or whatever. But I, I, I just want to say, not just adjusted for inflation because that does change everything as well. Um, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Um, just because their marketing films is the biggest and the best of all time, etc., etc., etc. These aren't the films that are, are selling more. You need to take into account inflation um, because the way they measure films now by money is for the very deliberate reason to use the marketing ploy of saying look our film is the highest grossing our film is the highest grossing because they can keep on saying that if you go by so what they used to do is they used to measure films by how many seats were sold and how many tickets were sold because it was just mm. a finite number of this film sold 30,000 tickets and then you can say it filled 30,000 seats da 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 whereas ticket prices um, and you know things like 3D ticket prices being more and then natural you know roughly 1% inflation a year all these different things to take into account kind of throw all the dollar numbers way off um, so I, I mean it's, it's, a, it's an achievement yeah um, I don't think it's as big an achievement as everyone's making it out to be and I think the fact that they came out and announced it at their panel first shows you that it is just a marketing thing and I, I don't know why this is something that kind of bothers me I don't understand why fans feel the need to use box office as a score in some kind of game as if movies are sports now because I'm a very big fan of movies and I'm a very big fan of sports and they're two very very different things mm-hmm. um, and there's a competitive and gaming um, aspect to um, to sports and it's made you know made it a very financially lucrative industry and films um can be for many different people in many different ways uh, but I think first and foremost they are an art form and they're they're made to be art mm. whether that art is you know a slow think piece or whether it's um, dumb action and entertainment you know it's still art and I think the um, assigning of like these numbers and box office totals to that to compete you know whether it's Marvel versus DC or you know Disney, uh, Pixar versus DreamWorks, or you know whatever. Um, I, I think it. I think it actually creates more problems than it solves, and I think it's kind of people falling for the the marketing tricks that they're kind of throwing out there, and it it, it just worries me a little bit. And I don't I don't want to see because they don't care if they if if Endgame makes more than Avatar. Guess what? Disney owns both, so. It really doesn't matter to them one way or the other. That all they've done is create this game and create this sports system so that people out there who have commented online saying that they've seen it five times just so they can get it over the line, or they've seen it eight times so they can get it over the line, they've just they're, they're taking your money, <laughs> and you could be spending that money to go and see another film that you haven't seen before that not many people have seen. 
that films like that mm. that aren't getting made anymore because you're not seeing them and I think you just need to be very very careful Disney aren't hard up on money um, so if you want to go see this film twice because you really enjoyed it that's fine if you want to go and see it four times just because you want it to make more money than another film that Disney owned I think it creates real real problems for the industry as a whole because the only because you can say what you want and I can say what I want here and you can tweet what you want or whatever but the only way these studios are going to listen and the only way these studios are going to change anything is if they see how much money they're making Mm. so that, that's my little piece on that I don't like it's it really it's like barometer of how good a film is because Avatar's a perfect example Avatar's not a great film it's it was fine. a technical marvel for the time it's I get technical, that. it was the first yeah, 3D te- film te- I've ever seen yeah. and it was amazing technologically it's astounding as a film it's, it's fine yeah like it's got no business being well as it would portray itself the best film of all time because it's the highest grossing it's not the case almost at all. all the Transformer films are billion dollar films and yeah. they're trash so it's not a barometer it I, I, I think the whole sporting I mean you're a sports fan as well Lewis and, yeah. and James I mean it's just what do you think about the way they're mixing like that because that is how people are perceiving it people are yeah. on teams when it comes to films and it, it blows my mind because the only teams really are us and them <laughs> I mean it's it is a really good point and I think you can say the exact same for like Rotten Tomato scores or IMTB scores or whatever you get people who and it's the, it's the sort of people that were like um, poo-pooing Captain Marvel before it even came out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the difference there is um, there's a way that um, Rotten Tomato scores or critics reviews in general, and this is me defending us as film critics. Yeah. Um, in that, <laughs> in that, it, it there's a there's an, one there's an art to it as well, but two there's a a a, a benefit to it for audience members. You're not meant to look at Rotten Tomatoes and compare it to films that you don't like and like and say, look, this one, da 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 da. No, the, the way you're supposed to do it is to get a general gauge of whether you should invest your money in this film or not. So, this is kind of the Rotten Tomatoes and the way all critics are meant to work is kind of on my side in this. And that is, you know, you may only see five films a year. Is this mm. one of them that you should see? That, that, that's basically what they need to boil down to. The way I yeah. view Rotten Tomatoes is to get a general sense of what everyone's saying. Um, and what you know audiences and critics all sort of think but if i was not to see every film and i was to choose 10 films i would find a critic that i agree with nine times out of ten or as much as possible and then i would see what they think of it because i know i agree with that critic i don't get these people that go to critics that they disagree with and argue with them it's just if, if you don't like their opinions don't follow their opinions go and follow the opinions yeah. of people that tend to agree with you and then maybe see films based on, on that or engage in a, an open discussion because most film critics would happily talk to you about films why you liked something why they didn't like something vice versa it's about conversation and I think people just need to learn to use these things better box office there's no benefit to it it's all a marketing thing sure should we stop doing our box office segment at the end of the show no, 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 because I like analysing no, the joking. business. That's why we do that. We're not keeping... I mean, we are keeping score based on me and you, but we're not, like, gaming the box office. But I think it is a really interesting point about you. It's a similar sort of thing, I think, as, like... It's just how our culture is now. you kind of got the all these different fandoms, and it just feels like a competition between whether oh, ours is better, ours has got more money. And it's just, like... It's easy for us to say because we kind of watch everything, but you can obviously... It's the same way we argue with Marvel with DC as an argument. Like, you can like both. Both can make money. Both can not make money. Like It, it doesn't really matter at I, the end I, of the I day. Think, I think it's really simple. If you are a blind fanboy who 
chooses to support one particular studio over another for no other reason than you're, you like your films better than the other films, so you decide to hate the other films and hate the people that like them. Listen very closely. You're an idiot. Grow up. You're, an, you're, an, you're a moron. You're a child. Grow up. <laughs> Let's move on to some of the announcements that Marvel made. Um, Ridiculous. They made... <laughs> Um, so the first announcement was that this is all the phase 4 films where's the DC news James it's all Marvel (laughs) (laughs) they they decided to chicken out and not be there Um, (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I'm not getting into it Um, (laughs) so this is all phase 4 there is no more to phase 4 than this uh, 10 films that they've got even the announcement they surprised us with at the end they'll be in phase 5 which I think is really interesting to start with Apparently, the next two years are going to be Phase 4. Um, but the first film they kind of announced uh, was The Eternals, which we, a lot of this stuff with, was heavily rumoured already. Uh, it's just kind of confirmed things that we already knew. So The Eternals was the first one that they brought out the whole cast, uh, which would be Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Kamal Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Sama Hayek, Liam McHugh, and Dong. And they'll come out 2020 next year. No Keanu Reeves. No Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that's true. Um, what did you guys think of this? We've kind of spoken a little bit about this on, in case you missed it before, with all the casting rumors and stuff that's going on. Uh, um, but it's now confirmed. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said before, I don't really know much about the Eternals. I know they're kind of like Greek gods or Roman mythology, something like that. And I think, you know, obviously Thanos is the only Eternal that we've seen so far. Um, if you uh, don't count the. Celestial head in Guardians of the Galaxy. A celestial's not an eternal, is it? That's different. I don't know. Yeah, I watched a video and it, there's just. I don't know. That's different. Enough. So Th- Thanos is um, an eternal. Uh, he's a mutant eternal, whereas a celestial is what Galactus is. Right. Um, but yeah, it's got. I mean, female director, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And it's you know, because I've heard complaints from people before saying that you know they give. Wonder Woman and you know stuff like that to a female director and it's just but you know I think that makes sense it's a female story you should have a woman doing it but something like this where it's like an ensemble and stuff I don't see any reason why it should be one gender or another and I like that they've just given it to someone they believe to be talented so I'm looking forward to seeing that it's a great cast I actually really like Angelina Jolie even in those Tomb Raider films I quite enjoyed her in those I thought she she did a a good job Um, Richard Madden I think is excellent I think people have been Mm. sleeping on him I think he's really gonna blow up after this uh, I think he's going to have like a Chris Pratt moment. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see see what it is really because I I kind of I, I kind of want to know as little as possible. Yeah, I think Kamal Nanjiani. I I know that it was kind of rumored a while ago, but I think that's kind of the big surprise for me and Brian Tyree Henry as well. Two people I didn't expect to see in a superhero film, and I kind of like that they're they're being brought into this uh, into the Marvel universe and perhaps not a in a way that I perhaps don't know much don't know much about so I'm kind of excited in that sort of way I love Lewis Brian sorry Henry yes yeah, sorry Lewis I was just a little bit worried um, just before Infinity War and Endgame I got a little bit burnt out on Marvel films just because the sheer number we got my worry is that am I now got, obviously it's been completely rekindled by Infinity War and Endgame back in love with the Marvel Universe I was seeing this whole and Homecoming uh, Far, Far From, from home. home also Amazing. Um, I'm just worried that with this huge amount of releases coming out, I don't know how much I'm going to care until the next big events obviously announced. It's just so saturated now. I 
I don't know how long I'll last with it, but we'll see. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so the next announcement they made again, something that was rumored, and I think they've even showed off little bits of like D twenty three or something. Um, they wouldn't have shown that off yet. Um, but there's the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, which will be in Disney Plus in fall 2020, starring Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, and Daniel Brawl. Um, returning as Baron Zemo, and he'll have the purple mask, which will be cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't they have it in a cutscene in Civil War or something? Or no, it was in the concept art. That was it. Yeah. Um, I think this is interesting. I think obviously the big thing now is how they've come out and said that these TV shows are canon to the MCU, and they're having like MCU yeah. actors in it. It's not like the Daredevil Netflix stuff, which is one way canon. It's not like Agents of we'll Shield, which is one way canon. It's you know, it's proper canon. So sure, I'll, I'll watch it. I think they're, I think they've gone with some really interesting choices here, which I guess we'll talk about more when we get to them. But in the case of this one, I think this is probably my most anticipated of the TV shows. You're um, expecting more the Winter yeah. Soldier sort of vibe, Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, exactly. Sort of vibe. Which is like the my second favorite MCU film. What's your favorite? Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. Uh, Lewis, what do you think of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Uh, I'm excited. I really liked Winter Soldier. It's probably not in my top five, but I love the whole feel of, of um, Winter Soldier, and I'm hoping that mm. is what they recapture in the show. Um, sort of like a spy thriller, I think. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting way to go with the show. And their their relationship as well is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Even on stage, they were like, uh, like when they got up there which uh, we can talk about a little bit Anthony Mackie passed the shield to Sebastian Stan and then it was Anthony Mackie was like no no I want it back now <laughs> um, and then uh, I think it was uh, Jessica Chobot who did the panel like uh, moderated the panel um, she asked them a question and then Sebastian Stan answered for Anthony Mackie and then the other way around as well which was fun um, they're both such great they're such great personalities to have and I'm really interested in what they do with the Winter Soldier going forward um, and I imagine he will get the shield at some point in the show I think they'll probably both have it um, so I'm really interested to see what they do with this one and yeah I hope it goes more into that spy thrillery sort of TV show I think that'd be really interesting to see what happens to that Do you remember a few um, episodes ago when I pitched what the shield, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show should have been Yeah, that's what I want this to that's be that's what it should be yeah, yeah. I I probably just agree. espionage um, spy thriller interesting enough I think I don't know if it was just before Comic Con or at Comic Con they announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming to an end after the next season surprise surprise which made, is Disney Plus related you imagine probably yeah probably just that consolidating yeah um, and, for, and it, 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 now that Kevin Feige has got full control and that just yeah, wasn't a Kevin exactly. Feige move so yeah uh, the next film is, I think, looking down the list, might be my most anticipated film that they announced, um, which is Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, um, a retcon happening here. A big retcon. Uh, and they were, like, Kevin Feige, like, they showed, like, you could see the Ten Rings in this film and this film, so, like, we had it coming all along. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> they first mentioned the Ten Rings in Iron Man, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously you have the ruined it in Iron Man 3, Iron 3. and then they did All Hail the King which is a great short um, but yeah, they said oh the real Mandarin's out there and we're finally going to get him in Shang-Chi yeah I mean and, and magic's kind of more established in the world now so yeah. yeah I guess it's just a shame that we'll never see the Mandarin and Iron Man face off you know he's the greatest villain 
Um, yeah, magic versus science because we just got Iron Man fighting, you know, boring like people that he'd annoyed in his career, getting revenge with their form of the technology. It's just oh, come on. Okay, yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested to see how they do the Mandarin. the Mandarin. I probably would have, but I would like that film. It was the same thing problem I had. I think I spoke about this on the show before as well. It's the same problem I had with um, Age of Ultron. The villain that they pitched to me in the trailer is way better than the villain in the film. Oh, mm. yeah. 100%, especially Ultron. Like, it was so scary in that trailer. Terrifying. Terrifying. And that yeah. you got Tony Stark robot. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Um, so we've got a few actors for it. We've got uh, Simu Liu, or Liu, I don't know how you pronounce his name. I'm probably going to butcher all these, to be honest. Um, but he'll be Shang-Chi. Um, and he was only cast on Tuesday. Um which is cool, but they wanted someone with martial arts background instead of getting someone like uh, whatever the guy from Iron Fist is who didn't know any uh, martial arts. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Aquafina as well, who will be in the in the film, which is great. I've heard great things about the farewell. Um, yeah, that looks excellent. That film, and she's been great in everything she's I've been seen great. her anyway. Yeah, and she's blowing up. Um, or she's going to be in German, the next Jumanji yep. um, and then she'll be in this as well and I'm really excited to see what they do with this and I think it could be a lot of a lot of fun I'm, I'm, she I want to see a good martial well? arts film sorry? Is she in the Dark Crystal as well? yeah I think she is yeah. good for her hmm. yeah she's, she gets about um, the next announcement was WandaVision with probably the worst title on the list I'm, I like uh, it I'm into it. And I like the, the weird re- like retro 50s kind of like, like that, font. And it's just like, like yeah, WandaVision. What is WandaVision? It just feels like some crazy, like, zany thing. I'm, I'm all about it. And we'll, we'll get onto it in a little bit about the, the future of Scarlet Witch particularly. Um, but this is set after Endgame. And obviously Vision is killed in Infinity War. Um, so I'm really interested to see what they do. I've heard stuff about they're going to it might be like a sitcom sort of thing and they're going to be in like different eras and I love that different with different realities and stuff I hope, it, I hope it's crazy I hope it's like insane I think it will be I hope I it's really Wanda trying it. to cope with the death of Vision and she creates all these like crazy little realities and like none of them work and then each episode is like set in some weird different reality of like trying to make it work and it just doesn't happen then it all fizzles away yeah that, that that's my pitch for the show I think that's where Marvel does their best work it's the crazy bonkers the wall, mm. the bonkers the Doctor Stranges the Guardians of Galaxies the Ragnaroks yeah that's what that's what Marvel does best I think just go weird yeah and it's totally precedent set now like now there's magic and now we've got all these other trend set films that have done so well as well people love them like just yeah. go crazy with it go crazy yes and then you've got uh Tayona Paris has been cast as an older Monica Rambeau. Obviously, we saw the young version in Captain Marvel, so they're aging her up, and or going into the. Or I suppose she'll be about that sort of age now. I think about it. Um, by the time we meet after Endgame, mm. um, I don't know much about Monica Rambeau in the comics, um, so I'm interested to see what they do with that. Uh, so the next TV show they announced was Loki on Disney Plus. Uh, we got or like another one we already knew that was happening. Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously a new Loki, so it's the Loki that from the alternate timeline that steals the Tesseract and goes yeah. and disappears. So our Loki died. Yeah, he um, had all that character arc. All that character arc, uh, which came to a close. This is all the just, Dark World yeah. and Ragnarok. This um, is a completely different Loki. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, yeah. Which is a fun Loki. I mean, everyone liked Loki at that time. He was like everyone's favorite villain. Um, everyone loves Tom Hiddleston, so I guess it'll be interesting and cool to see what they do with that. I can't say I'm overly excited. Um, I guess it's because it's like a different universe and I don't know if it will ever connect and it will just be a little thing on its own and a little bit of fun on the side because everyone likes Loki so much. It was kind of the same reason I didn't... I just stopped watching the Netflix shows because I was like, well, this isn't canon. It doesn't really matter. I don't know why I'm going to waste mm. 16 hours of my life. The thing is as well, they're spending all this time building up their one good villain that they've really ever put out. Maybe a hand... Uh, handful of others like give some time to some other villains build some yeah. a new villain up like it's done with we all love Loki but Loki's time's done I don't, I don't know that I need to see any more of it I'd rather see yeah, him try build up another villain that we can get behind even Thanos they built him up in Infinity War just to squash it all in Endgame and he was amazing in Infinity War like, I found myself siding with him in Infinity War and then just brushed it aside in Endgame he was the protagonist of Infinity yeah. War yeah. the way they framed it that was really clever yeah mm. I'd just like to see him do more with some other villains maybe than retreading old ground and yeah, that's a fair point. Um, well, if we was to get, if I was to choose an MCU villain to have a spin-off show, I'd probably take Killmonger. Yeah, Killmonger. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah maybe he will. Maybe he will. Um, or Mickey Rourke's Whiplash. <laughs> or Justin Hammer. But, oh, I'd take a Justin Hammer one. I'd take that all day long. I would love that. I want to see him back. He can be in Shang-Chi. Just, Sam Rockwell can just play every character in the MCU from now on, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so the next announcement we got was for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So excited for this. This, and... this is perfect. So he's come out and said that it's the first horror film in the MCU. Yeah. It's not even going to have scary scenes in it. This is going to be a horror film in the MCU. It's Scott Derrickson, who originally directed like Sinister, so he comes from yeah. a horror background. And obviously, we get in the multiverse in it, which is exciting. We've already seen like ties of the multiverse and you know things like that in the MCU so far. So yeah. to really go fully into it, and I feel like this is where we're going to start leading into the Fantastic Four and um, the X Men from now on. Yeah, I was going to um, bring that up. Because so, um, uh, Scarlet Witch is going to be in it, and um, people are wondering whether through her show, um, if she goes a little bit crazy with the vision, whether it could be a sort of House of M sort of situation, and maybe this is how they she says that she wants to bring mutants into the world, and that's kind of how they bring mutants yeah. in. The MCU. <laughs> I love that they're not going to call them miracles anymore. Going <laughs> 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 be mutants finally. Yeah, this just sounds... It's like we were just saying. It sounds bonkers. It sounds insane. And that's why I think it's going to work. Yeah, as much as I like to see, like, the Doctor Strange being in his element and getting to see... Do all the weird stuff that we got to see him do in Endgame and in Infinity War, which was cool. They said they're going to break him down again. Um, now that he's, on, he's been on such a high, and can feel like he's just saved the universe. So I think that's a really interesting way to go. Do you think we'll see Baron Mordo in this one? think Chiwetel's come back maybe I think probably He's... yeah I think I think probably we will or do you reckon they'll save him for a third Doctor Strange I don't know I don't know if he's that big a deal is he to do no, that I feel like no one really I feel like they could just miss it out and no yeah, one would notice I feel like no one's really no. talking about that I don't, I don't know no um, but I really like that Scarlet Witch is going to be in it I think that's um, she's one of my favourite characters uh, in the MCU so, as well, more yeah. I think they're going to start building towards maybe a House of M now aren't they yeah that would make a lot of sense 
so the next one we got announced, another official confirmation, is, is the first animated series in the MCU, the What If stories. Yeah, this is crazy. This is really cool. I really like this. And they're going to have Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher narrating all the stories. Yeah, which is interesting because I thought... I liked that Stan Lee was the Watcher. Yeah, are there not more than one Watchers? Yeah, but they kind of made Stan Lee the main one that was, you know, had all these different appearances, but he he was like meant to be the main one that we yeah. sort of knew in the comics. I mean, Jeffrey Wright's great casting for the one in the comics. He yeah. you know, looks just like him. I imagine he would sound how I would read it in my head. Yeah, um, yeah I feel like it kind of undoes that like cool thing. But, you know, I'm fine with that, I guess. Is this response you... you think to Sony and Spider Verse? Maybe that's a really good point. It's the one place that DC is really still out doing Marvel at the minute. Yeah, it's a very good point. That's yeah. a really good point. I didn't DC, think of that. DC animated films are great. Obviously, Into the Spider Verse won the Insider Awards last year. Oh um, yeah, that's the big award they won. Won the Benjis. <laughs> yeah, it won the Benjis. Yeah. Um, that's not best animated. That's best. That's best picture at the Benjis. Best Benjis. picture. See, it's a huge deal. Um, I mean, it wouldn't have won if someone else hadn't have, have watched the favourite. But... Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, I think this is a great idea, though, because I think the what-ifs are some of the... Like, it's just really fun. Like, I mean, what am I saying about what DC should do? Just tell cool original stories. And I think yeah. this really allows Marvel to just let their hair down and just tell, have some fun. Yeah, I know, one that we've already heard that might be coming is the Peggy Carter, if she was if she got the super soldier serum um, so obviously Hayley Atwell will return for that so that's really interesting uh, they've got a huge everyone's coming back if they played that character um, and this was where I noticed Natalie Portman on the board and thought mm, maybe she's coming back in 4-4 but we'll get to that in a second um, the next Disney Plus show that they announced was Hawkeye uh, with Jeremy Renner in 2021 uh, people kind of like Hawkeye more now it's weird after Avengers everyone was kind of hating on him I loved him after and, Avengers yeah I loved him after I Avengers thought he was, I thought he was like the coolest character in that he's the link as well for the audience he's the only like well it's got um, Black Widow as well but they're your human links to the Avengers yeah. yeah they're the only real human characters and I think that radiates a lot of ways well one of my favourite well, well, favourite characters I'd say yeah 100% and he was so cool in Endgame as well yeah I mean, it just, um, just proves that if you want to beat Thanos, you just need Hawkeye. A great haircut. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> I was gutted we didn't get a Ronan spin-off announced. I know, I know. I mean, we might see some Ronan in this. I, I don't know, but I, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be more based on like the latest comics run of Hawkeye, which is apparently really, really popular. Um, and I'm basing that purely on the the font that they choose that they yeah. they chose on the thing, but it looked, looked very similar. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for this, you know. I really like Jamie Renner. Do you think it's because Arrow's ending and there can't be two superheroes that fire bow and arrows at the same time? That's definitely what it is. Yeah, you're right. Um, they also announced that Kate Bishop will uh, be introduced in the show as well. She takes over the Hawkeye mantle in the comics. Yeah, uh, cool. Do you reckon Jeremy Renner will have that haircut back for the show? I hope so. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Either get a mohawk or, or don't. <laughs> don't mohawk it. The mohawk eye. Do you reckon that's why they did it? <laughs> wow. Oh. That's definitely why they did it now that you've said it. 
I've never put that together until just now. Well done. Whoa. Thank you. I should work for Marvel. Um, the next announcement, we kind of got uh, spoiled for us, I think it was last week, um, when it came out that Taika Waititi was coming back for Thor Thor, um, which we now know is called Thor Love and Thunder, and they'll be in November 21. Taika Waititi's back, Chris Hemsworth's back, Tessa Thompson's back, and Natalie Portman is back, and she'll take on, she will be female Thor. Yeah, or just Thor. Yeah, yeah, it's just Thor. Uh, which I, I love I think that's really cool I mean yeah. people always moan about how because people are stupid so people always moan about how like you know there's an agenda and they do all this stuff da, 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 da. you know they should be true to the comics well this, hap- this, comics, this happened so. in the comics this happened years ago in the comics mm. so like you know you can't have your you can't have your cake and eat it too so just you know grow up um, Natalie Portwood is a fantastic actor as well. Right? So, so, yeah. so, are you saying you don't just want a great actor to play a great role? Like, stop it! I think this is amazing news. I think I think we're so lucky to have her back because I think they kind of treated her a bit badly. They kind of didn't give her much to work with, and you know, yeah. if I was in Thor: The Dark World, I probably wouldn't want to come back. Chris Hemsworth nearly didn't. Um, yeah. So, I think she was, I- um, lied to on Dark World as well, weren't she? She was promised it was being given to female directors, which is why she signed up for the yeah. sequel. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. to see out the contract and perform in the film anyway. Yeah. So her relations a bit. She's definitely how they got her back, but this will give you a leading role. It's going to be. I think it's year. a similar sort of thing as to why Chris Hemsworth got back on board. It's the I think Ragnarok really brought him back on board in this, the role. Oh, you could tell he had, had a lot fun. He had a great yeah. time on that. Yeah. Um. I think I reckon Natalie Portman saw that and thought, oh, there's this new energy with Thor now, and that makes it way more interesting. Um. Do you think we're going to see a whole team of Thors? Because I reckon we're probably going to get Beta Ray Bill in this film as well. I'd be down for that. I mean, they've I kind of they've kind of been getting nearer and nearer like Beta Ray Bill, so I feel like we'll probably finally get him. Um, well, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, other panel as well. Tessa Thompson. I guess this is like really big news, really. Yeah. Um, confirmed that you know she's playing the first um, LGBTQ plus character in the MCU. When she said, you know, now that I'm the king, I need to find my queen and stuff like yeah. that. And there was there's kind of rumours and uh, speculation around that already. Um, yeah. So I, I guess it's quite cool that she's come out and confirmed that. You know, it's great for these people to have representation that, you know, we often take for granted. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think it's really exciting all around. Uh, seeing, honestly, they could have just showed me that that title with, with the font, and I would have just oh, been, that I would, was I'd have pre-ordered my ticket there and then if I could. It's so good. I can't. I can't wait. Going back to the Tessa Thompson stuff, I wonder now that we know her character uh, is lesbian or bisexual. bi, whatever, homosexual, bisexual. Um, yeah, whatever she is. I, I wonder if because uh, a lot of people shipped uh, for and Valkyrie in the last film. I wonder if this film Valkyrie will be going after Natalie Portman Thor. Interesting love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'd like that. And met Chuck Corgan there as well. Um, <laughs> uh, the last one, the last film they kind of announced, uh, and they showed some footage for, but we didn't get, uh, was for Black Widow. It's already been shooting a month. Yeah, um, this was like the, some... this is the worst surprise ever. <laughs> yeah, like because everyone knows it's been filming for the last month. Everyone knew it was coming. And I don't know why they left it till last either, as if it was like some big like. Guess what? Like, yeah, look, we know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They, they showed some footage. They've apparently been filming for about a month. Um, 
they showed, they showed the Budapest stuff, right? So they showed some Budapest stuff. That we get yeah. in Budapest. I, I think because apparently it takes place after the game, and we, I, I'm guessing we're going to get flashbacks as well. So I imagine, I reckon there'll be a modern day scene or like of whatever during end game, um, and that happens in Budapest, and she kind of gets these flashes back of Budapest when she's there. That's why I see happening. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know that I like the time setting. I feel like I would have rathered it if they've gone back further. I think they could have explored it a bit more when she was a bit of a darker character, mm. less of a hero, yeah, yeah. and more well amb- ambiguous with. Where she's yeah, I'd agree with that. Hopefully, they flash yeah. back to a lot of that. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I, I mean, it's it's about five, six years too late. <laughs> it should have come out a long time ago. Um, but I'm still very, very excited to see it. And Scarlett Johansson said on the panel that this is the right time. She felt like the character was in the right place for the film now. Yeah, she had to say is... that. This film should have come yeah, out exactly. a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's all this up. Um, Cats Marvel being the first female superhero film should have been Black Widow's long mm, before that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, and then everyone took to the stage and Kevin Feige drops and stuff about Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians 3, Fantastic Four, and Mutants. They're all on the way. That looks like it's going to be Phase 5 now. Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think you need the multiverse of madness to happen before you can start yeah. bringing that sort of thing into it. Yeah. And then he brought Mahershala Ali out on stage, two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali onto the stage. Um and he got him to they all had Black Widow hats and he had a different one he had one that said Blade on and yes. the place goes nuts so good this was this was a real um, mic drop moment at, right yeah. at the end yeah just just drop the, the word Blade and a perfect actor to play him yeah. I guess he won't be playing Silver Surfer now like, like you cast nah. him James well we've got Common to do it so it's fine yeah we've got Common which is my casting so that's, that's alright and we've still got him in the MCU um, yeah. This is really exciting. I'm, I'm a huge Blade fan. All of our of, friends are huge Blade fans. Of, of all, love all of them. Oh, even the bad ones. They're so bad, they're good for me. And they're proper 90s classics. Um, so I hope this can capture that. And, and the same way like Thor Ragnarok is kind of like 80s nostalgic. The same way kind of Guardians is as well. I hope they just go full 90s and just keep it in that place. Because that would be amazing. They probably won't. They'll probably make it you know modern and contemporary and all that sort of stuff. But... A part of me just wants it to be a 90s throwback. How do you think vampires and monsters will fit into the current MCU? I think monsters fit in there fine. Vampires is a bit of a yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a stretch. But yeah. they've got like Viking gods in there and stuff. Yeah, so, like, you know, who knows? Yeah. Do you reckon we'll get a scene in a nightclub where it's that raining blood? blood again. I hope so. I, I hope so. I, I hope someone steals his sunglasses and later in the film he chops their head off, the head goes flying. <laughs> Then the sunglasses go flying, and then in slow motion he catches them and puts them on. That's 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 all I ask. I Do you reckon we, we could see Wesley Snipes in this Wesley Snipes in this film? Um, maybe. What if he played? What's his name? Whistler. Sure. Yeah, something like that. That'd be cool. That'd that would be cool. cool. That would be cool. Um, isn't he a bit about hard to work is... with? Maybe. So oh yeah. Like, maybe you wouldn't want to do that. Maybe he'd 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 only want to do it if he could play Blade. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think I think um I think they're probably in slightly better hands with two time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali. <laughs> <laughs> um, my worry about this is uh, them doing it 
instead of the other ones are obviously I don't know what they're 15 or R rated or whatever I, I don't know how you do Blade as a 12 12A PG-13 I wouldn't want to see it I'd, if, if they bring in Blade I want to see an R rated Blade it, yeah but I don't know I'm in the same sort of boat but I wonder then do they do it as a TV show do they do it as a film do they do it I don't know we don't know much about it. Maybe but... they just drop it as a film. I, I, I don't know. I, I think we need to see a lot of stuff like that, especially with what they did with Deadpool and stuff. So Yeah, exactly. I was just about to bring up Deadpool. If they're going to continue to do Deadpool 15, and if he's going to fold into the MCU, which I imagine he will, um, in later down the line or whatever they're doing with him, um, I, I, I think they can take a risk with Blade and do it. I don't think you're going to get many children wanting to watch someone killing vampires anyway. Um, but maybe they do. I don't know. Um, but that was that was the Marvel panel. Um, which is your guys' favourite bit of news from that? Which one are you most looking forward to? Oh, um, I think. Uh, oh, I think Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, same for me. If maybe just maybe Blade. Yeah, just it, it depends what Blade's going to be. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like yeah. I know what Thor Love and Thunder is going to be and I feel like I love it already. Yeah, I know yeah. that I love it already. Um, um, I'm also, special shout out to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because not only does it sound like crazy, which I love, like the, the fact that they're going horror really interests yeah. me. I, I yeah. hate horror films. I don't hate horror films. I just, they're not for me. Yeah. Um, That's a film as well that's going to be integral to like the yeah going forward. going forward yeah, I just so. hope it's not like a dark world though where it's just for exposition they forget yeah. about the film I'm, I'm interested to see that I'm yeah I think uh, apart from the ones I, I'd probably say Thor and Doctor Strange are up there the other one that I'll give a shout out to is Shang-Chi just seeing the Mandarin and what they're going to do with that the martial arts sort of side of that I'm, I'm really interested on that if uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like the Bourne trilogy but on TV and with those oh. two characters then that will be like the coolest thing yeah we will see uh so let's go into box office now this is an interesting one because we've had two weeks because we recorded it late um have you seen this week's box office story no i've not seen it yet i accidentally did so i won't do my predictions and then i'll tell you if you're right <laughs> wait what oh yeah i suppose it's i didn't even think about it to be honest on monday yeah Oh. Well, you can do your predict. We'll, we'll do it live. We'll do a. So what? So, oh, so we already know what Lion King made. Yeah, but do your predictions, and then I'll tell you how right you are. Okay, I've got my numbers for all five. So I've got yesterday at number five. Okay. Four million dollars. It was at number five, but it made five million dollars <sighs> as well. Okay, I've got Crawl at number four. With yeah. five million dollars. Six million dollars. <laughs> Okay, I got Toy Story Four at number three. Add a million, Tommy. Add okay, a million. Add, okay, I'll add, I'll add a million. Thirteen million dollars. It was at three, but it made fifteen million. Oh wow! I was, I was three beyond on that one. Yeah. Okay, at number two, we've got Spider-Man: Far From Home. Twenty-one yeah. million dollars. What number? Twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that. That's pretty good. Okay, this one I'm really unsure of. So Lion King's obviously number one. Yes. I've gone big, but I feel like I could have gone bigger. I've gone 175 million. What if you'd gone bigger? 
if I'd gone bigger, my first, my initial reaction was 185 million, and then I thought that was crazy. Take 10 off. What if you'd gone bigger than 185 million? Shut up. Is it 190 million? 191. Wow. That's insane. That's crazy money. That is bananas. That is $100 million more than Guardians of the Galaxy made opening weekend. You just know that off the top of your head. I know it made 90 million opening weekend, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, weird fact. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I enjoy analysing <laughs> box office, James. No, I don't know if you cool. notice, I do it every week. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I don't remember that sort of thing. I mean, do I give you a point for that? I feel, I feel like I probably should have. I mean, I don't know. What would you have guessed? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't think about it. Um, sure, you can have a point, and then we're technically tied up anyway. Because I got the one the box office the week before. Yeah, you did. I think my numbers were closer again, but you you had more in the right order. I had I had two out of order. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll then do the predictions for next week on ne- next week's episode, I guess. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, 191 million. That's that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, we've got a review coming soon, so you can hear what we think of it. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna say not to give the review away. I'm going to say it's probably going to have a 60 to 65% drop next week. Uh, Is that too much? I don't know what Yeah, I think pro- yeah, probably around about that. What's opening next week? Uh, I don't think there's anything, actually, apart from, like... Uh, hold on. Oh, it's got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, opening. that's not the same audience. No, but it is, it's still an audience. It's an audience. I mean, you're not wrong there. Yeah, but they'll still drop. I don't think. I don't know. We'll get into it next week's episode. Um, so that's kind of it for this week's episode of In Case You Missed It. If you didn't check out our Tommy, you did our top ten musicals, which was out during the week. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, Apparently, missed out Labyrinth. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if it's a musical. I've been thinking it about is. it. I don't know if it's a musical because it definitely the is. only singing in it is David Bowie singing. And I kind of so you just think feel it has like, to be an ensemble. I kind of feel no, no. I just kind of feel like it's not like breaking the story for him to start singing. I feel like it's just him singing. Fair enough. I can see that. It's still a musical, you know. Like I feel like if if there was like a film of the Insider Network, and we all broke out into song, that's a musical, right? And we're like further in the story and stuff. But I feel like if there's a film about the Insider Network and I just sing all the time, I feel like that's just a film about the Insider Network and Tommy's just singing all the time. You know, I feel, yeah. I feel like it's not a musical. Do all the other films on your list adhere, adhere to that rule? Are you about to tell me that they don't? I don't know. I generally don't know. <laughs> right, live on air. We will find out. Because I've got Go it on. right here. And by right here, I mean somewhere um, around here. Here we go. Right here. Um, uh, La La Land. Yep. That yep. adheres. Greece. Yep. yep, 100%. Yep. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, 100%. The Umbrellas of Chabot, yep, completely falls in that. Does um, Willy Wonka? Yeah, it does Willy Wonka. Of course it does, they all sing. Yeah, but like, Tom does Blumpers it and Willy Wonka? Wonka? No. Cheer up, Charlie. I've got a golden ticket. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Rocket Man. <laughs> um, an American in Paris. Yeah, The I've Wizard of Oz. That. West Side Story. Mary Poppins, Singing in the Rain. Please. Yeah. It all is. So that's the Tommy Taylor Green for all of musicals. And if you haven't seen that top ten yet, I've just spoiled it for you. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh well. It's they should have already watched it anyway. Um, then we're going in focus out during the week. Hopefully. Should I say what it is? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so because of the Lion King, uh, the main lion himself is. Uh, Donald Glover so that will be this week's in focus looking at his life yeah I kind uh, of I mean obviously I've already seen the episode um, yeah I kind of just hate Donald Glover and how good he is at everything it everything kind of, is it kind of amazing he sings he dances stand up comedy he like, can written act. comedy he can act his music some of my favourite music I just, kind of, fret. I just kind of kind of annoys me a lot yeah I don't love him I love him he I is love the him but he's the worst <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so that's it for this week's episode. Go and check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Instagram at Insider Network, Twitter at Insider Network underscore. Um, and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes, and go and rate and review on iTunes. And maybe that will be important in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Um, and uh, Lewis where can people find you if they want to follow you on Twitter or anything um, they can find me at LewisCotton94 at <laughs> <laughs> simple as that That's a funny Twitter <laughs> handle <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you can find me at Green, and if you're a petulant child then grow up <laughs> and follow me at Floodgate28 and we will see you next Sunday or yeah well Sunday bye